Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. Happy Father's Day this weekend to all the dads and father figures out there, coaches, pastors, teachers. We are so thankful for all the men who are helping lead the next generation. I hope your people celebrate you so well this weekend, dads, and we have got a great show in store for you. Listen, we've been thinking about you, and this is the one. I mean, this whole month has been thinking about dads, but today we are really doing it. And for you gals who love to barbecue, listen, there's we're out there too. I know. I see you. I see you. We're all going to love it. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a moment to share about one of our incredible partners. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Sometimes life gets a little wild, doesn't it? So much to balance. Home, family, friends, work, church, physical health, and processing what's going on in the world. It can be a lot. And when we don't deal with the things that feel overwhelming, it can cause us to feel burned out. When fatigue or feelings of helplessness or lack of motivation start to creep in, those are the signs that we may need to ask for help. And one of the ways we can guard against burnout is with therapy. I'm so, so grateful for the ways my counselor has helped me process overwhelming seasons in my life. It is honestly something I want everyone to get to experience. You can find it through BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try. And see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And that sounds fun. Friends get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash that sounds fun. Today on the show, I get to talk with my friend and one of my culinary heroes for real in this town, Pat Martin. Pat's a Nashville restaurateur and the founder of Martin's Barbecue Joint and Hugh Baby's Barbecue and Burger Shop. He's a leader in authentic American barbecue and one of the few pitmasters still carrying the torch of West Tennessee whole hog. Today, there are multiple Martin's locations across Nashville, Louisville, Birmingham, and Charleston, and three outposts of his Hugh Baby's Barbecue and Burger Shop. His new cookbook is so 
cool, y'all. I'm telling you, our office went bananas about this thing. It's called Life of Fire, Mastering the Art of Pit Cooked Barbecue, the Grill, and the Smokehouse. It's divided into seven sections, each focused on a specific stage of the fire's life. And y'all, it is fascinating. You're going to love it, and you're going to love Pat. So I can't wait to dive in. So here's my conversation with Pat Martin. Pat, thanks for joining us today on That Sounds Fun. Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad uh, to be here. Gosh, I am, I'm really, I need you to know that my family is in town for Mother's Day, and one of the must stops when the Downs come to town is Martin's Barbecue. So <laughs> I appreciate it. I mean, that you showed up with a Martin's Barbecue cup. Do you eat every day from there? Martin's? No. Yeah. No. No way. No. <laughs> no. No. No restaurateur eats his own food. Really? Ever? Mm-hmm. Not it's not ever. I mean, I taste my food every time I'm in a store. Yeah. But I don't eat my food other than I'll eat a whole hog sandwich with slaw, and every now and again I might get, you know, a couple ribs or something like that. Yeah. But when you're around your stuff every day, it just it's, it's not that you're sick of it or tired of it. It's just that it's just not appealing. Like I don't know how to explain it. But yeah. any restaurateur or chef will tell you that. You know, like just I don't know. So you've got 10 Martin's barbecues right now, right? 10 stores? Nine. Yeah, COVID got one of them up in Kentucky. Really? Yeah. You, I think you are the first chef we've had on since COVID. Will you talk about it a little bit? The week it all started in 2020, when you realized everybody's going to stay home. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is there was this very surreal moment when we, um, I had to, I had at the time... I don't know, 700 and something with salary, employees, everything. And I had to fire 607 in, in one day. Oh, my gosh. And um, didn't know how to do that. You know, there's no training for that. There's right. no YouTube video for that. Right. Um, and I was, it was very surreal. We were, I had made the decision to shut my downtown spot down, the one with the beer garden. Yeah. And, um, me and my COO, like just my my executive team, if you want to call it that. Yeah. I mean, none of us wear suits and whatnot. We're just all <laughs> we freaking <laughs> jeans and T-shirts, you know, so I want to preface that. But we, like everybody else, was like, is this a two- or three-week thing? Is this a longer-term thing? I always thought it was a longer-term thing. Wow. I was I was sending out way – I don't know why I did. I'm not – you know, I don't read tea leaves, but I always had a feeling this was going to be something that none of us had – really experienced before. Maybe that's yeah. just the restaurant tour and maybe that's the only part of my life that I'm cynical is the restaurant business and everything <laughs> else. I'm optimistic. But you're just trained to look for things that can hurt your cash flow. Yeah. So anyway, I shut it down and we were all sitting in there uh, having beers and a glass of wine yeah. and just kind of like, what do we do now? And it was, eer- it was eerie. You know, it was very eerie. Like just downtown, there was no sirens there was no bustle there was no and to be sitting in there on whatever it was it was a midday day and like just you know birds who you know i've got some birds that live in my beer garden they were they were singing and other than that that was it so um yeah that was that's the first thing that comes to mind and then i never either had or gave myself a choice to stay home i never stayed home i couldn't i I had to figure out how to keep uh, our business open while still keeping myself safe, while still keeping my staff safe and um, servicing folks because, you know, you didn't – so many places closed. Yeah. 
and there was nothing in the groceries, you're like, well, what am I going to eat? You know, and I dealt with that, too, from the groceries from my end. Oh, yeah, sure, getting them. So I stripped my menu down, and we completely moved stuff around inside the, you know, dining rooms, obviously, are yeah. shut down, and curbside pickup became a big thing. We had some familiarity with that because we're in the drive through business in a few stores. But um, it was still hard. You know, I, I put all my executive staff, everybody get your apron back on. We're going to get back in the restaurants. Uh, and wow. It was, uh, that's that's what it was. So that was, that was it. It was, um, it was hard, very weird, very surreal, very stressful, exciting without making light of COVID. But it was like, it felt like it did back in the day when I first opened Martin's, uh. like we had... You know, I was I was uh, shooting from the hip constantly. Yeah. And um, I have ADD, like, really bad, like, legit ADD, not what everybody says just because they can't right. pay attention sometimes. But <laughs> So that's my safe zone. That's where I feel most comfortable is in those moments where there's uh, no plan and having to go on the fly. So yeah. that, that was, uh, that was, I guess, fun, but uh, the rest of it was not fun. Yeah. You know, and calling bankers and telling them I couldn't, service my debt and what do I do and I called my bankers every couple weeks just to tell them hey I'm here because I never wanted my bankers to have to be I knew that pretty much everybody else just by human nature they were calling them asking what's going on yeah and so I was very transparent with them and just uh would literally like text them sales numbers like how little and minuscule they were but just to show like hey man I'm freaking trying here I can um that was it, you know, yeah. so. How long, so I, the one I frequent the most is Belmont. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bet we didn't go back inside for over a year probably, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we were, I mean, we were doing that curbside yeah. something, something fierce. Bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel now on the other side of us not going into restaurants, on the other side of this? What did you gain in all of that? Um, well, we... Um, Definitely gained, there's an old adage in the restaurant business, you you uh, get rich counting your pennies. Mm. And it definitely taught my staff to get back to every single to-go cup lid costs money. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was um, that was good for, for them. Um, I, that's wired in my DNA because as an entrepreneur, once you go out on your own and risk Everything, which is what I did in 2006, yeah. everything, everything costs money. Yeah. You know? So um, the air costs money. Yeah. So that was a good lesson for them. Now coming out of it, I mean, we are, I would say, probably 95% back in regards to it. I don't just mean sales. I mean, like, like feel and vibe and yeah. like the, you know, folks, folks going around and, you know, acting normal. Yeah. Well, we're still not 100% back because the labor issue is really hard. So many people left and doing the great resignation, as they call it. Yeah. It was uh, very true. And getting um, a lot of people in the hospitality business who had dreamed about doing something else in their life actually tried to go do it. Yeah. And a lot of them did, and a lot of them will never come back. But most of us that are in this business are wired for this business. Mm-hmm. And so we're starting to see a lot of them start to come back because – going and getting your degree or doing whatever that you really like to do is fun. But if you're not wired that way and you don't want to get out of bed to do that, then it, you, you are who you are. Right. So that's still tricky, but it's, it's, uh, we're in a lot better place than we were last year and definitely two years ago. Yeah. 
when you opened, what year did you open the Belmont one? Do you remember? I opened that on St. Patrick's Day of 2015. Yes. I probably was there March 18th. <laughs> I mean, we were there pretty quick. It smelled like it had been a barbecue restaurant for 30 years. How did you do that? How did you make it feel? Because I grew up in Georgia. I grew up going to a barbecue place that had sawdust on the floor. And it, you made that place feel as nostalgic as my childhood barbecue places. Well, I appreciate it. I, there was no conscious intent to do that. I mean, when you're cooking whole hog and I've got that pit in the uh -huh. middle of the dining room for all intents and purposes, it's, you know, it's kind of hard for it not to uh -huh. smell that way, you know. And um, I've never tried to run away from smoke, you know, meaning that we get, we still weekly get complaints about, you know, I came in to eat and, <laughs> I left smelling like Martin's. My suit jacket, I went back to my office, I smell like smoke, and I don't care. Yeah. Um, you know, because real barbecue joints, um, they are a little smoky inside, yeah. and they, they do run out of food every day, and they all those things. So so I, I guess it's just the nature of the brand. I appreciate yeah. you saying it, but there was no conscious intent to make it feel like it had been, we had been open and operating for decades it is all. it is the thing i say behind your back the most is i don't know how you made martin's feel particularly the belmont one but all of them feel this but i do not know how you made it feel like it's been there forever uh -huh. thank you it is just incredible Thanks. and delicious and people need to know if you don't get there early the brisket's not what you're going to get for dinner <laughs> if nope. you don't get there <laughs> my parents i mean i bet we ate it five last saturday <laughs> because they wanted brisket i was like all right we're old and it's because they wanted the brisket Hey friends, just interrupted this conversation real quick to share about one of our incredible partners, Indeed. What's the saying that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with? Well, if that is true, we want to be very intentional about the people we work with, knowing how much time we spend together. When you want to improve your work life, you surround yourself with the best people you can find. So how do you find them? You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster with their time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job descriptions the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data in the U.S. I cannot stress enough how impressed we've been here at Downs Books and the That Sounds Fun network with the people that Indeed has connected us with. And I love the virtual interview feature. What a time save. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent easily all in one place. No need to install anything extra. Indeed's virtual interviews work right from your browser. So sign up for Indeed now and get a $75 credit towards your first sponsored job. Plus earn up to $500 extra in sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. So visit indeed.com slash sounds fun to learn more. Claim your credit at indeed.com slash sounds fun. Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. And I have one more amazing partner to tell you about that y'all talk to me about all the time, Pros. Pros uses their signature personalization process and premium natural ingredients to create the world's most customized hair care available. By analyzing over 85 personal factors through their online quiz, y'all know we love a quiz, Pros determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. Now, this is what you know. 
This is the stuff you know. There are no pop quiz surprises here. It's about the area you live in, the climate, your hair goals, your nutrition habits. You're going to get a 100 on this quiz. Do not worry. But like I said, I love a quiz. But when it results in personalized hair care products that have delivered the shine, growth, and manageability I was hoping for, love isn't even strong enough word to describe how I feel about pros, you guys. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz. I bet there's thousands of us who've done it. And you can be 1 million and 1. And then with their review and refine feature, which I love, you can tweak your formula for any reason, like a change of address or a hair color or diet. I haven't actually needed to alter my formula because pros nailed it on the first try. But I love that they want to keep improving when it's needed. If you're not 100% positive, pros is the best hair care you've had. They will take their products back, no questions. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty free. And they're the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. Let's go. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. So go to pros.com slash that sounds fun. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash that sounds fun for your free in-depth hair quiz. And and 15% off. And remember that the links to all of our sponsors are in the show notes, but we'll email them to you on Friday as well. If you sign up for the AFD Week in Review email, that link is in the show notes as well. And now back to our conversation with Pat Martin. Were you working on Life of Fire during the pandemic? Yep, I had just um, started. They reached out and asked me to do this book the last week of 2016, so call it 17, yeah. uh, I went through a writer who was a very close friend of mine who was going through some things and um, had to go find a new writer yeah. through the through Clarkson Potter. And so I really didn't really get going until 18, and, and I did everything backwards here because I started by telling them I was very humbled, you know, like I, I know the editor and... I was like, Francis, why do you want me to do a book? Yeah. Like that was like legit. Like it was so, I was so honored, but so like, um, I'm not really sure I'm the guy you really want to do this, you yeah. know, because, but anyway, once I got through that, I just told him what I didn't want the book to be. Mm. And I did not want the bit book to be a recipe book. I did not want the book to be, I wanted it to be a procedural book, a book that was a teaching book, not just a, here's 150 recipes yes. and all that. The same old carbon copy cookbook that comes out. So, um, you know, I told him I wanted to be a procedural book and I wanted to deep dive on things and I wasn't going to give up ground on some stuff which we agreed to and then later the sales team from Clarkson tried to get me to do it or not. <laughs> I believe it. But yeah, we we usually you write your recipes. I had a writer with me because I don't I'm running a company so I don't have yeah. the bandwidth. And he's a great guy, Nick Fishald. We became very good friends. Um but most cookbooks are the writer happens and then they just pawn it out to some photographer they have on staff and sure. The photographer most of the time never even meets the writer or the author. Oh, gosh. In this case, that was not going to happen with me. Um, I had my photographer in mind. His name is Andy Lee. He is absolutely gifted. He's down in Atlanta. And, um, you know, in that progression, like, write write the book, write your story, whatever. Yeah. Here's the recipes. Hand it in. Yeah. I made everybody pull their hair out. Uh, because I started with the photos. What? You started with the photos? Yeah. 
and I we did a year and a half worth of photography before we ever started really even writing the book. You are kidding me. So you just had Andy come up and you said, follow along. I'm going to yeah, cook we, a hog. Yeah. And we, um, it, it, it really caused my writer, Nick, a tremendous amount of headache because <laughs> as writers, they're in the business. Like I got three or four books a year in me. I can, jing, jing, you know, bam, bam, bam. Right. And, I just didn't care. I was like, well, if I'm going to do a book, I'm pouring it all in and I'm going to do it. The pictures have to tell the story. Yeah. Um, on par with the verbiage. Yes. And uh, not as some ancillary compliment. So I, I started with the photography, big, huge photo shoots, lots of work, lots yeah. of people, you know, to, to get them done. Because there's nothing in this book that's not arduous, you know. And so. Right. I just turned to a big spread with Duke's mayonnaise in it. It's got to be Duke's, right? 100%. I agree. Can't, I mean, Hellman's if in a pinch. That's why the label's pointing forward. Oh, you were like, <laughs> I will tell y'all what it is. That's right. Pictures first. That is fascinating. Yeah. I don't know anybody who does that. Every cookbook writer I know gives their recipe, and then someone comes and takes pictures of the recipe. Well, that's because that's how recipe books are done. This is a. This was a storybook, most barbecue books, and this is, again, going back to what I told them I didn't want it to be, are really the same old book every mm-hmm. Father's Day or summer they come out. And it's, right. you know, let's make fun. It's like, uh, you know, mango marinated, mango bourbon marinated, <laughs> baby back ribs wrapped in foil and just all this stupidity. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, I that's the antithesis of what I wanted this book to be. Mm-hmm. I wanted this book to be about old and school West Tennessee pit barbecue. There are no yeah. smokers in this book. There's no beef in this book. Yeah. Because that's not what traditionally in the South we did east of the Mississippi River. Yeah. Now everybody does, and they sell pork in Texas, and we I serve brisket at Martin's. But but anyway, I I, uh, I just dove deep into pit barbecue with West Tennessee whole hog being the backbone, so to speak. But we also went into and did open pit barbecue, which is the oldest form of barbecue on the planet. Yeah. And... Um, Spit barbecue, hog in the ground, and then some grilling stuff on the side, and then, of course, cold smoking. But most people, most barbecue books that are out there that even bother to put whole hog in the book treat it like it's a one-page recipe, like it's a cookie recipe. Right. Like 150-pound whole hog, or even less than that, which is, you know, now you, I don't know, 125-pound pig with your butcher. And you need this much salt and this much this, and build a fire and cook it for 12 hours and— and then you're done. That's impossible. Mm. It just doesn't work that way. That's like me saying, like, spending one page on telling you how to go skiing. Right. Right. You know, like, yeah, just all I do is do my wedge, and I just go down and do That's all you do. You just do that. Just well, the you know what's going to happen. Down. You're not going to get down the mountain. So, right. So they, they just gloss over it, and it always ticks me off, you know, and nobody ever really puts the, the time into, like, talking about uh, here's how. You do this as if I was there with them. That's what yeah. I wanted to hear. So the whole hog recipe in there alone is 33 pages. Oh, my gosh. It is so much. It's um, the whole middle section yeah. of the book. How did you come up with the outline of the age of the fire, the birth, youth, middle that age? That is actually credited to Jim Myers, who is my first writer, who's here in town. Yeah. Jim, Jim is the one who put that together. And he's, uh, you know, I get more compliments on that. And I... Jim is still a part of. I mean, he and I are still. I mean, extremely close friends, yeah. and he uh, he's still very much a part of this book, even though he's not. His name is not on the cover. Yeah, I mean that is a yes. I will compliment him as well for that because that is such an interesting way 
to outline all of this. So you also put the turkey in here, which is your friend Annie's personal favorite, the turkey. And you put the coleslaw. You gave away these recipes that we can go eat. What? What's that? How's that? How's that work for you if you give us the recipes? It's um, the man who taught me how to cook barbecue, Harold Thomas, had no secrets. Mm. And he taught, he was transparent, open with me about whatever. And I'm the same way as anybody else. Yeah. So I, I think people who have secrets and have some secret rub and secret sauce and secret this and secret that are, are stupid. And, um, it's a complete waste of time, and it's the it goes against everything that should be about food. If you yeah. have some knowledge about food, or really about anything, but some knowledge about food specifically, in my case, you should be open and willing to give it to somebody who's a willing student. So wow. you know what you want to go make it, go make it. Yeah. You know, like um, it's not just those the recipes aren't in there; it's the procedures that. Yeah. If you really wanted to put a value on something, that's more valuable than a stinking recipe. It's. You know, here, here's how you go cook this whole hog. Go open up your own whole hog joint. Well, yeah. you know what? I hope they do. You know, I mean, it's fine. How did you give your life to this? I mean, I, I can't imagine that when you were a teenager, you thought, I think for my whole life, I'll make barbecue. When did it switch from a job to like, this is one of the reasons I'm on this planet? I did buy my first grilling books in high school yeah and one of them was thrill of the grill the first i bought them the same day one was grilling by joe famulero whoever he is and another <laughs> one was thrill of the grill by chris schlesinger and doc willoughby who are uh doc willoughby was the executive editor at gourmet and oh wow chris was a very well-known chef uh, at the time back in the 90s you know before food television really like he was big time and um i grilled through that book and cooked through teenager. that book. Yeah, as a fresh, really my senior year and my freshman, sophomore, well, all the way through college, mm -hmm. I cooked that book, messed everything up, cooked it again, messed it up. And um, I knew that at some point I wanted to do this. I just thought I would go on with my old Wall Street career and have a comfortable life. And at somewhere around 50, which I just turned, would just open up my barbecue joint. And God didn't have it planned out that way. Right. And so... It was a little bit rougher path to get there, mm. but, uh, you know, I, I knew then that it, one way or the other I wanted to do it. Yeah. So. What I noticed more in Nashville than anywhere else I've lived is that the restaurants make our culture here. Very much. And Martin's is such a central part of who Nashville is. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've never thought about it that way, but thank you. Yeah, I mean, so it, to me, you're one of the voices that is shaping our culture. I'm like, you couldn't have known Gosh, when you were Annie, that's some heavy stuff. I don't want that freaking, I don't want that weight, man. It's a, it's a gift, man. It's a gift to us. Well, thank you. I mean, I just think, man, I, I think a lot of times when people think about why God made them or what a city that is growing looks like, they think about really serious, like, well, I'm going to go do this on the street corner. I'm going to go be a pastor. I'm going to go be a teacher. And you go like, well, what about the people who are feeding all of us? Mm -hmm. Those people are making culture in ways and making us feel a way that that really matters yeah. to me. Yeah, it's some food's your emotions. Yeah. So it's um I, I do agree with you on that. That's a very, very, very strong and powerful point that um it it does shape us because 
it what it's doing is is touching on something that affected us usually when we were adolescents. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, some smell. Yeah. Or some some tradition our family had after Sundays after church or whatever, going to a barbecue joint, our favorite barbecue yeah. joint, or what, in my case, whatever it is. So that's why it's so powerful. Yeah, me too. That one with the sawdust on the floor got mm-hmm. all in my sandals as a kid. It made me nuts. Yeah. But the grilled cheese was great. When I'm thinking about Father's Day this weekend, a lot of our friends, I mean, I told them as soon as I got your book that they need to go ahead and get the book. But tell me the next. So they're putting something together for their dad or for their husband, who's a dad. They get a copy of Life of Fire. And what's the other thing they need to be a good barbecue dad? I think the easy thing is to talk about some certain tool or this, that, or the other. But the honestly, the biggest thing, if I could gift somebody something, would be to go ahead and go mess it up and do it again. Just do it. And just do it over and over yeah. again. Yeah, You know, order Domino's. And, <laughs> and, but, but in all honesty, like just um, there is – not a lot of stuff in that book that's you can't dumb it down to a Weber grill some of the grilling stuff you can but the barbecue stuff you know yeah you can cook a pork butt on a Weber grill but you know that's not why we do this mm-hmm. you know um, so I would I would gift somebody with just go out and do it you know burn a hole in your yard yeah <laughs> just make a pit just and just go, go for it. whatever you have to do but just figure it out and go do it at least once yeah. You know, and, and the the biggest thing what I'm saying is, is set the fear aside. Yeah. Set what everybody's going to think about your ribs being messed up or your open pit chicken or whatever. Just set it aside. Be transparent. Let everybody know, like, hey, you know, I'm trying this out. It might suck. I hope it doesn't. If it does, we'll just all Dominoes. laugh. <laughs> and, yeah, or whatever. Papa John, whatever. But that's uh, that's really the biggest thing that gets in the way of people trying anything is the fact that they're afraid they're going to be bad at it. Yep. And and then they start thinking about the fact that if anybody finds out how bad I am at it, they're going to be embarrassed. So they stop themselves yeah. from doing it. Yeah. I don't know if you know this answer because you've always been a guy and I've always been a girl. But I wonder if men struggle with that more than women. I th- I would bet we struggle with it as much as women do. Yeah. Yes. Probably yeah. actually more because, um, you know. We all have our insecurities with whichever sex you are, but let's call it like it is. Men's egos are glass fragile. <laughs> Particularly right? probably when it comes to barbecue, huh? Or anything that you're supposed to be good at as yeah, a man, you know? Like, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's there. there is that fragility there, and um, don't be afraid of it. Celebrate it. Hey, friends, just interrupting one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Rothy's. Have you ever seen someone wearing a colorful pair of flats and thought, dang, those are cute? There is a good chance they might have been Rothy's. I ask people a lot, and I am right a lot. Rothy's are the perfect shoes for commuting and traveling. Everyone notices them. They're known for their chic pointed toe flats, but that is the tip of the iceberg as far as all the incredible options they offer. They have tons of iconic head-turning designs in bright but sophisticated colors. Plus, Rothy's works great with every outfit. You can wear them with your soft pants and feel just as cute as when you dress them up for a night out. They're insanely comfortable, almost like a slipper, and you know how I feel about 
without a slipper. And Rothy's takes sustainability to the next level. All their products are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles. They've repurposed around 125 million water bottles so far. It's my favorite thing about them. I love my Rothy's. I have multiple pairs. And y'all, they go with everything and are so comfy. You know when your feet feel as good at the end of the day as they did when you first slide them into your shoes? Yes, that's what you get with Rothy's. Your new favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash sounds fun. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash sounds fun for $20 off your first order. And one last amazing partner I get to tell you about, Stitch Fix. Okay, here's the thing. Shopping for clothes can be a little much sometimes. I mean, it's why I needed a village to get dressed for the K-Love Fan Awards. You never know if things are going to fit, returns are annoying, and sometimes you don't even know where to start. This season, let Stitch Fix do all the hard work for us. They can be part of our village. It's so fun to get started. Okay, first you just take a few minutes to set up your Stitch Fix style profile. You answer a few questions about what you like to wear, what you don't, and how open you are to try new styles. I hope you're very open. And then Stitch Fix's expert stylist will go to work, finding items exclusively for you. Every single piece is handpicked for you and is unique to your size, your style, and in your budget, making it the best way to discover clothes that make you look and feel your best. Stitch Fix will send you five pieces to try on at home. Keep what you love and send back what you don't. Shipping, returns, and exchanges are easy and free. Plus, there is no subscription required. You can try it once or set up automatic deliveries. There are no hidden fees ever. So sign up for Stitch Fix and get the season's latest pieces for women, men, and kids. Sign up today at stitchfix.com slash that sounds fun to get $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash that sounds fun to get $20 off your first purchase. This is a limited time offer and you need to purchase with two days of signing up and now back to finish up our conversation that is making me hungry with our friend pat martin where do you hope martin's goes in the next 10 years i don't know i don't know you're like annie please i'm just getting out of covid no no, i don't know um i'm not growing for the sake of growing yeah did you ever dream of going from one restaurant no i never got into this to open up a second one I partnered with a guy four years after I opened to show me how to run a restaurant, and that skill he provided me is what enabled me to open up two, three, four, and on. Yeah. And I love being a restaurateur. It's really not for everybody, and it could have very much not been for me. Just because you know how to cook and you love to cook does not, in any shape, way, or form, mean you need to be in the restaurant business. It's a whole other conversation. It's a business, yeah. But um, I have great people that, make this happen and um you know there there's there's some of them that will end up i'll either have to create an opportunity for them or they leave yeah and so uh that's really how i'm growing is like you know some point you know hey annie like you've been with me now for six or seven years you've done an incredible job won't you go over to uh i don't know gallatin yeah and uh you'd be a 20 percent owner a partner with me and that's it wow that's how you do it. Yeah. There's you just no, look you can't inside f- who's already doing the work. Oh, yeah. You can't franchise oh, barbecue successful. Like, you can franchise it, but you can't franchise it and be proud of what you're cooking. Mm. Just because franchising is an inherently different mindset right. to your approach every day and how you put your pants on. But when I find people who care about my brand to somewhat the level that I do. Yeah. When they're not getting paid to care that level, yes. I don't. I take notice of that. 
because Martha and I have three kids, Wyatt, Daisy, and Walker, but really we have five. We have Wyatt, Daisy, Walker, Martha's Barbecue, and Hugh Babies. So, yeah, yeah. You know, when somebody acts like they really care about my kids and they're not being asked or paid to really at, at a high level, that's you can't teach that. That's what I was going to say. You sound like, like you're talking like a father, like mm-hmm. you father even the people that work for you to go like, I see you and I trust you now with more. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, one of our friends wrote in on the AFD Weekend Review email and asked how you dress your slug burger. There's only one way to dress it. Oh, tell us. Chopped white onions, three pickles, and yellow mustard. No okay. cheese, none no of cheese? this other. No. Okay. You just eat it the way it's supposed to come. Okay. So when we go order, you just have say. To, you have to eat them hot. Most people, you know, a slug used to, a nickel used to be referred to as a slug. Okay. So its price is what gave it its moniker. Got it. It's not made okay. with freaking slugs. Right, right, right. So <laughs> it probably would have spread a lot farther had the name not been what it is. Yeah. But uh, I will say this, that I don't know a lot of sandwiches or even food items that it's got a 10-minute lifespan, and mm. it goes from being like, I can't, I have to have a third one, not a second one, a third one, to that's okay. I don't know what the big deal is about because they have to be hot right out of the fryer, right on the bun, mustard, pickle, onion, kind of smashed down, you know, in paper, and you just crush it. Oh, I can't wait. Um, So it's uh, slug burgers are incredible, but if you ever go in and you see one and they're par cooking them, don't even get it. Don't. And uh, if you get one, uh, don't try not to eat it in the car home. Like just, just, or eat it in the car home. Don't wait till you get on. Yeah, that's right. In the parking lot. (laughs) Yeah, eat it. Go ahead and get it done. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah, that's right. Just get it done. Can I ask you a couple of Father's Day questions? Sure. We Our whole month has actually ended up being all fathers on the podcast, which is hilarious. So we're asking all the, all the dads some, a couple of questions. So how old are your three? 16, 15, and 12. Oh, wow. Okay. And do you all live here in Nashville? Yeah, yeah, West Side. Okay. What's your favorite thing about being a dad? Oh, gosh. Don't worry about asking an easy question or anything. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so relative. Um, I I do I do love being that stability for them. Yeah. Whether it's physical safety or financial safety or emotional safety or whatever. I mean, it's it really is. As we all know, once you become a parent, there is no YouTube course for being a parent. Right. right. And it's super sad how fast it goes. Um, Have you been surprised? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. makes me sad thinking about it right now. But, you know, you, you realize that you just really are limited on your control of, mm. of them. You got to let them be them. And, you know, for in our family, you know, getting them to church and having some spiritual foundation with, with God and then being there for them, talking to them. Martha and I have gone the exact opposite way that we went with, our parents went with us, which is natural, like... Mm. You know, I don't even know if my dad even talked to me about sex ever. It was kind of like, you know, kind of talk, but we didn't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we've gone the exact opposite. Just like if if they're going to drink or get drunk or if they're going to even do some drugs or fool around or whatever, like we're here if you want to talk to us about it. It's a it's a guidance zone, not a judgment zone. Wow, you a know, guidance so it, zone, not a judgment zone. You know, and so you just got to let them make their mistakes, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the that whole thing about being a parent is the funnest thing about being a father. Really? Yeah. 
What's your advice? Because a bunch of our friends listening, we just did a survey a few months ago. So we know that about half our friends listening are parents. So what is your advice to a, to a new dad? What's your advice to the dad who's got a two-year-old and it hadn't blinked yet and the kid's 16? Freaking don't let any time go. Hmm. Yeah. You know, like, looks and there's time. We all have to have our own social fixes and all that stuff. Yeah, but, uh, you know, a lot of times, like, if you want to go, if I want to go to a Titans game or something, they don't want to go. I'm now realizing it's not too late, but I'm now realizing. I wish I realized then back when they were in their, uh, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-old years yeah. that I was like, you know what, I'll just not go to the Titans game today. What do you want to do? Mm. And that's it because you'll look back and you're like, where'd all the time go? Yeah. Like, how come I didn't get to – I'm not spending more time. And so, you know, when, before we got on air and you were asking me about this book and I was like, it's kind of like a kid. I'm ready for it to go off to college <laughs> yeah. because I'm really proud of this book, but I'm ready for it to get out of my way yeah. too, you know. And, and really it's more out of my way on the personal side, not just – because these things take up a tremendous amount of bandwidth. And I'm ready for it to, I'm ready to just get home, yeah. you know, and just like, listen, I'm home every night yeah, and all that, but it's just the quality time, not the quantity time. Yeah. Somebody's going to go to Martin's for the first time next time they come to Nashville. Whole hog sandwich with slaw on top. Okay. I, can't, I don't think I've ever had that. They have it at all of them? All the Martins have a whole hog sandwich? You have to, well, downtown we cook them every day. Post-COVID, we're now, we're only on weekends with whole hog, but- okay. Any pork sandwich with slaw on top. You can't eat a pork sandwich without having slaw on top. Okay. It's That's... just not. It's just not. You can't do that. <laughs> you just can't do That's that. That's the way God meant for it to be. That's what the <clears throat> Lord said. It is. Slaw on top. I'll do it. I'll post a picture of it when I do it. I'll do it this weekend. When people ask us where to go, we're always like, Ladybird Taco, Martin's Barbecue. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, okay, the last question we always ask. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. I would say right now, um, I'm looking forward to Memorial Day. We're going to go home to our family farm in Mississippi and, yeah. and ride four wheelers with the family. Just that. So that's uh, that's kind of what's on my immediate horizon. I'm trying to get to Lord willing. I mean, summer, summer with barbecue and summer with making ice cream like you show us in the book. I mean, I feel like barbecue and summer just are tied tightly together. They are. Yeah, I wonder if it's everywhere, but it's for sure in the South that it just makes you feel something. Yeah. When it's matter of fact, you just put a thought. I'm on. We're going. We're going to make ice cream Memorial Day. That's what I. You just made me decide. That <laughs> yeah, right okay, good. Do, is this your ice cream machine in the book, or do no, you have yeah, one like it? No. It, yeah, we've got several of those. But I mean, those. Yeah. It's very, very important that that is done. Um, you know, electric ice cream makers don't have the power to get it hard enough, so their clutch gives out. Uh huh. And most people use the old stupid ice cream recipes of like ice cream salt which is basically rock salt yep and then they go get a bag of cubed ice well there's too much air you know it's like legos being stacked on top of each other there's ah. you have to recreate an ice cylinder so i that's why i tell you in there you got to make your own ice in a tropicana container and it's got to be crushed ice yeah, i see it yeah that you're like powder ice almost and then you pour you know morton's odd ice salt and it reforms this ice cylinder mm -hmm. and that's how you get it really hard that's how you make really great ice cream Man, I can't wait. I'm, I'm Before you leave, I'm going to get you to sign this book to my dad. Yeah. Uh, that's what I want to give yeah, him. But I can't too. wait for our friends to get this and, and get a copy and share it with men and women. But it's, it's a good book. Oh, thank you. It's really good. Appreciate thanks for doing this today. Oh, thanks for having me. It was an honor. Yeah, of course.
Oh, you guys, don't you love him? I mean, I could listen all day to this guy. I am so fascinated by my friends and I am so fascinated and in love with barbecue. This was a dream. You guys go get your copy of Life of Fire or grab one for every griller in your life, male and female. Be sure you're following Pat on social media so you can tell him thanks for being on the show. And would you take a minute to rate and review or share the show if you enjoyed it? That means so much and helps us make new friends who we haven't met yet. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find at Martin's Barbecue, but also Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you, and I'll do the same. Y'all know what I'm about to say. Today, what sounds fun to me? Eating at Martin's. Duh, eating at Martin's. So I'm going to call the Barnes family and see if they would like to join me at Martin's. It's very close to where we all are. And we are going to sit outside and I'm going to drink a Sprite because what we didn't probably mention is their Sprite is the finest in the land. It is delicious. I'm just, I can't, I just want to keep talking to you about how much I love Martin's. Grab the book. When you come to Nashville, eat there. Amen. Have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day to all of you dads, granddads, and all the father figures in our lives. We are so lucky for the good men in our lives who are investing in us and the children in our lives. I'm very, very grateful. We'll see you back here on Monday with one of our favorite counselors, David Thomas. Listen, if Father's Day is a hard day for you, meet us back here on Monday. We're going to talk about it, okay? We love you guys. We'll see you all on Monday. Have a great weekend.